In today's episode, we talk to you about why you need to spend more time outdoors in nature. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Maya Acosta. And today I have Dr. Riss. You know what that means, Dr. Riss. It's time for another episode of Doctor Doctor in in the the House. house. That is our segment that we have every Monday when Dr. Rizwan Bukhari, my husband, Dr. Riz, today we're going to be talking about why people need to spend time outdoors. And we have five reasons why you need to spend time outdoors. And then we're going to tell you, give you some tips on how you can get started on doing that. All right, let's get started. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast, and I'm your host, Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase our longevity in a good way. Let's get started. Okay, friends, before we tell you five reasons that you need to spend time in nature, I want to give you some updates and information. If you have been following me on Instagram, Healthy Lifestyle Solutions, you'll know that I've been going live. Mainly, I've been wanting to promote the speakers that are going to be part of the Peaceful Planet Foundation's annual retreat on October 7th. I mentioned that I'm going to MC that event. And so one of the things that I've done is I've contacted some of the speakers, including the founders, Dr. Munish and Dr. Bandana Chawla, they both joined me this past week on live. And I go on around 12, 1 or 2 p.m., depending on the schedule of my guests. And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you to follow me tomorrow because tomorrow I have Michelle Yasuda. She's coming on to talk about the docu-series that is on Netflix on longevity. That's a Dan Buettner production. And we recently spoke about that, Dr. Riz. Yeah, I think we we did an episode about the uh, his show, but we've also done some episodes on Blue Zones in general. Yes. So we here on the podcast try to promote Blue Zone Living. And so Michelle does too. She's in California and her husband, actually, his family is from Okinawa. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so that's why Blue Zones, um, the whole idea of Blue Zone Living is such a wonderful topic that they also focus on. So please follow me tomorrow. I'd love to hear your comments while I'm interacting with her live. It's always fun to hear from everyone that's watching. All right, so that's that. I want to remind you guys that Dr. Riz and I are camping this coming weekend, September 22nd through 24th with people here in our community. And it just happens to be that seven couples decided that they wanted to be part of this event. Yeah. And how timely uh, this topic is today, uh, considering that we're going to be Uh, doing some camping and getting outdoors. Yeah. And you know what we did is we got on a Zoom call once we figured out who wanted to go. And we got on a Zoom call and brainstormed what we wanted this weekend to be like. And of course, they wanted a theme. And of course, I was going to give them the Blue Zone Living theme. And so I decided, well, let's use that as a foundation for this coming weekend. I'm going to give you the four things about Blue Zone Living that we've spoken about recently, uh, Dr. Riss and I did an episode. But so our potluck is going to be a plant slant potluck. And so I gave everyone sort of a list of options of foods that you would find in the blue zones. And then we are going to incorporate natural movement. So for that, we have lots of things that will be part of that. We'll have um, hiking and kayaking. We're going to try to do some 
gentle yoga, and then um, also cornhole beanbag toss. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's a weird name, cornhole, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, you know, that's kind of the thing that's happening these days where you toss that beanbag into the holes. And uh, I always thought that was a weird name, cornhole. Yeah, I, there's got to be some history behind it that we can look up. All right. And if weather permits and people are also interested, we'll just have a walk led by our very own Dr. Riz, wearing hopefully our Walk with a Doc shirts. So that was the second component of the the stocky series. They talked about natural movement. The third one was connecting. And so basically, as a group, we're going to watch the sunset. And then we'll have all these activities that will connect us. Um, can't have a campfire this time, Dr. Riz. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed out about that. I enjoy uh, who doesn't love a good fire or, you know, campfire or something. But uh, there's a burn ban. Understandably, there's a burn ban going on right now because there's been a bit of a drought. Okay, so the third component, connecting. Number four is just having that positive outlook that you find in these blue zones where people live the longest without advanced diseases. And so to do some of that inner work, we had another member suggest that we do some positive messages on rocks. And she gave us the website called The Kindness Rocks Project. Uh, and that's in, um, you can go to the website if you'd like, but you can learn more about how just taking that time to contemplate right on rocks and, and leave these positive messages that hopefully other people can find is so good for the spirit. And I know that this member said that she'll ask the rangers if it's okay to leave these rocks at the campsite. So that's what we're looking for, we, forward to. We can't wait to share with you what the weekend looked like for us um, because, again, we know that spending time in nature is so good for us. And so we're trying to be more deliberate in terms of, of doing that, spending time in nature. So we recently just had a walk, Dr. Ritz, this past Saturday that was uh, September 16th, and it was also well attended. You spoke about Fall prevention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, I think it's uh, National Fall Prevention Week or month, and uh, so it was a great topic to talk about. It's really uh, not something that people talk a, a lot about, but it's pretty significant and important in our society. Uh, falls are, uh, you know, they occur. Uh, they occur more as, uh, in our aging and elderly population, uh, and uh, so talking about ways to uh, recognize people who are at risk for falls and then also uh, uh, trying to find ways to mitigate that risk and and create fall prevention strategies, I think is very important. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, in the show notes, I will also include a link to the video that is now edited. When possible, I try to film and record every lecture or short talk that Dr. Riz provides at these walks. And so you can now watch it just because you can't walk in our community doesn't mean you can't learn from Dr. Riz and what he he shares with our community. Our next walk, if you're local, will be October 22nd. We're changing it to a Sunday. Typically, it's the third Saturday. Uh, We have another commitment with Chef Julia on the 21st. So on the 22nd Sunday, we are walking at 1 p.m. And the theme for that walk is breast cancer awareness. Yes, so uh, I'll I'll give a, a short talk on uh, breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and again, we're going to give you tips associated with lifestyle medicine so that you can learn how you, how to reduce your risk for developing breast cancer. We never say how to prevent because we can't guarantee that. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, there's so many strategies that are uh, based on early detection of breast cancer, which is great. Uh, but I think even more importantly is to try to do our best to prevent breast cancer. And there's a lot of lifestyle strategies that we can uh, teach you uh, that help you re- uh, markedly reduce your risk of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Our October walk will be indoors uh, because, uh, you know, there's still the possibility that, you know, it may be a little bit warm. Mm-hmm. That's right. We always walk at North Park Mall. We mainly walk there this year the, because of the heat. And it is also the last walk of the year for us because we have so many things happening in November and December that we have to cancel the walks those two months. And so since we didn't want to make additional changes that can confuse people, we decided let's keep this last walk at the mall. Okay, so thank you for that reminder. Before we get started on nature, Dr. Riz, I'd love to share with our listeners what we did this weekend. We had a a wonderful weekend full of surprises and and also a social gathering that we attended. Oh, really? What surprises were those? Well, first of all, we went to this um, sort of had a fine dining experience at a fully plant-based restaurant in Fort Worth. It's called Maiden. M-A-I-D-E-N. I think they've only been open about three months mm-hmm. and we've been very curious about going. And so uh, it's by reservation only. They either have a four course meal or an eight course meal. And we decided to go this Friday. Yes, we did. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, afterwards, uh, you surprised me, sort of tricked me, said that we had dinner. I, at- it's a surprise, not a trick. <laughs> <laughs> a trick in the sense that... <laughs> You told me to, we, we, you didn't know where we were going to park. So to take comfortable shoes and, and then once we drove away from the restaurant, I thought we parked right in front of the restaurant, but it didn't even hit me at that moment until we started driving away. And, uh, Riz had told me that we were going to watch a movie like Mission Impossible. Anyway, the thing is that there was a story behind what would happen after dinner. And we ended up driving in an area that I said, wait a minute, there is no movie theater around here. And then I didn't know, but Dickie's Arena, I didn't know it was an arena. I just saw a huge building with lots of parking. And then it turns out that you were taking me to Pearl Jam. Yes. The Pearl Jam concert. Pearl Jam is only doing like a five city, maybe seven city tour this year. And Fort Worth is about, depending on traffic, can be between 30 minutes to an hour distance from where we live. Yeah. So they're doing what they call, I guess, a mini tour. Mm -hmm. And I think originally there was only like five venues or five places, but I think they've added a couple more. Oh, okay. Uh, But still, that's a very limited number of places. uh, venues. And, um, you know, we're just fortunate that they were coming close to us. Yeah. Oh my God. That was such a surprise. I didn't expect that. Um, just, I haven't been to a concert in years. I think it's our first concert ever together. Yeah. Yeah. We've been to some live music events, but I wouldn't call them concerts. Yeah. We do a lot of things that are interesting like that, but we've never gone to a concert concert. I don't know why, but I, but the thing is that I really enjoyed this one. It was a lot of fun, very packed. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. All right. Then we had our walk on Saturday. And then today, Sunday, when we're recording this episode, we went to another social gathering with Pat and Diane Doyle. They are friends of ours that are not far from us who also support people in going plant-based. And it was really nice. They were offering a potluck. They've been doing a book study of the China study. Like they've been studying that as a group. And to wrap up that book, they invited Kim Campbell 
and Dr. T. Colin Campbell on a live streaming event so that we could interact with them and ask them questions. Yeah, that was uh, that's really amazing. Uh, uh, it's uh, great that uh, Diane reached out and amazing that uh, Dr. Campbell uh, gave some time for us. But uh, if you're not familiar with the China study, I recommend that you read that because it's really the science behind what happens when you consume too much protein, animal-based protein. Yeah, it really is kind of the book that uh, uh, is at uh, one of the main books that's at the basis of the whole food plant-based diet or whole food plant-based nutrition movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, the large population studies that were done by uh, Dr. Campbell uh, show the, the significant differences in chronic disease outcomes based on people's diets. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's a thick book. I mean, it's got so much research in it. But I think it's one of the first books that people read uh, when they're really learning about this lifestyle and why having more plant-based foods in your life is good for your health. All right. Should we get started on our topic of the day? Yes, ma'am. We should. All right. So nature's health prescription, five reasons to get outdoors. So spending time in nature offers a multitude of physical, mental, and emotional benefits, as we have already said. So here are five compelling reasons why you should prioritize spending time in nature in natural environments. We're going to go down the list, but I'm going to give them to you right now. Number one is just the plain stress reduction. Number two, improve mental health. Number three, enhance physical health. Number four, increase creativity and focus. Number five, connection and well-being. You know, there's a member interest group for the American College of Lifestyle Medicine that's called Nature is Medicine. And actually, it's a subcommittee. And it's a very interactive group. They meet once a month. And I'm a member of it. As a result, I learned about so many great books. So in the past, you probably have heard me talk about uh, Shingring Yoku, which is forest bathing and my experience in Oahu. Well, I just recently learned from them about The Nature Fix written by Florence Williams. Now, I am just reading this book for the first time, so I typically don't recommend a book unless I read it, but I can already tell it's a good book. And I just kind of want to tell you a little bit about it in case right now you want to download it or you want to purchase the book. This is a great way to begin to understand that no matter what age you are, spending time in nature is good for your health. This book is called The Nature Fix, Why Nature Makes Us Happier, Healthier, and More Creative by Florence Williams, an intrepid investigation into nature's restorative benefits by a prize-winning author. And she says, for centuries, poets and philosophers extol the benefits of a walk in the woods Beethoven drew inspiration from rocks and trees. Wordsworth composed while tramping over the heath. Nikola Tesla conceived the electric motor while visiting a park. Intrigued by by our storied renewal in the natural world, Florence Williams sets out to uncover the science behind nature's positive effects on the brain. From forest trails in Korea to islands in Finland to groves of eucalyptus in California, Williams investigates the science of the confluence of environment, mood, health, and creativity. Delving into the completely new research, she uncovers the powers of the natural world to improve health, promote reflection and innovation, and ultimately strengthen our relationships 
As our modern lives shift dramatically indoors, these ideas and answers they yield are more urgent than ever. Ideas do come to me when I'm walking or spending time in nature. Does mm-hmm. that happen to you? Yeah, I mean, I think that when you're getting out outdoors, uh, you know, I I like to get outside and um, walk or exercise outdoors. And when I'm with myself, it's kind of a form of solitude and uh, uh, reflection. I'm sometimes I'm listening to music, but sometimes it's quiet and I'm thinking. And yeah, things can come to you. Uh, what what I think about is that uh, I, I think for many of us, there's this natural attraction to getting outdoors. There's a lot of people who like to get outside mm-hmm. and do something. You know, whether it's playing sports or taking a walk, going to a park or taking a walk or going hiking or going camping. There's uh, a lot of people are drawn to the outdoors. And I think there's something behind that that's uh, very innate and very natural that that we're drawn to. That's very much a part of us. And uh, and so it 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 it, pro- it feeds our soul in many different ways. I think you've kind of outlined, uh, you know, kind of very much uh, organized a manner in which, you know, it does help us. I try to find ways to get outdoors and combine, you know, what it is, you know, whether I'm going for a walk. Um, when I when I used to run, I, I, I always used to choose to run outdoors than, rather than run on a treadmill if I could, you know, maybe in bad weather or something mm-hmm. like that or if it was too hot. But if I had the opportunity, I ran outside and I would try to find a golf course because it's green. Mm. Um, I've been kicked off of golf courses before. Uh, because I don't, I don't think they want people making a habit of jogging on the golf courses because then they'd have too many people taking over. But uh, I even got chased off the golf course and where I used to live, uh, and I thought I was allowed to be there. But uh, no, my point being that I enjoyed being out there in the green area, but I find it to be very meditative or, and very zen-like, mm-hmm. um, very much to disconnect from the, our busy world and, and get into a different environment. Uh, so I, I always tried to find a way to combine you know, my love for exercise and and getting healthy that way, along with getting outdoors mm. uh, and getting all of that uh, benefit of being out there. That's wonderful. I feel like nature calls us. You heard me say that I already started reading The Nature Fix. And one of the things that Florence says early on is how we block ourselves from nature. We we see nature as being scary and things are happening out there and the little creatures and we might get sick and other things like that. Um, for whatever reason, we have this perspective. Some, of, some people uh, want to be closed off and not outdoors. Well, I was raised to be more outdoors by my dad. That's where my love for camping came from. I have lots of photos of us going. We That's also why I have a love for van life. Because we often took road trips. I mean, that's what we could afford. We might not be able to afford to travel overseas or to another country, uh, but we were able to afford spending time in nature. And so we would go. I grew up in Phoenix, and we would go up to, up north, so Flagstaff, Grand Canyon, Sedona, and then other nearby lakes. So my love for water came from having a boat a speedboat that we spent time on, and then, of course, uh, camping in general. And then there was a time when we lived in a home that had so much land around us. That's where my love for Gilligan's Island came from, spending time outdoors and pretending like I'm on an island. So I, I feel like I was always drawn to being outdoors. Okay, let's start with number one and, and what it does in terms of stress reduction. So nature has a calming effect on the mind and body. Exposure to natural settings can lower stress levels, reduce cortisol, a stress hormone production, and promote relaxation. 
The sights and the sounds of nature help soothe the nervous system, leading to a sense of peace and tranquility. Cortisol is part of our our stress response, and it actually has a rhythm in the body also, which helps us regulate our sleep cycle and our uh, our wake cycle. It's a uh, a stress hormone. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, with our, our highly stressful lives today, our cortisol levels are oftentimes elevated all the time. And that's not really the way we were designed or what it was meant to be. Uh, and so getting out into nature uh, does help reduce our cortisol levels and reduce our stress, mm-hmm. our, our physiologic stress that we experience, yeah. you know, by reducing our cortisol levels. We're affected by our immediate surroundings. So I know that I definitely was a lot more relaxed living in San Diego just by nature because of the things that fostered my interests. Number two, improve mental health. So nature has been linked to improve mental well-being. Time spent in green spaces can alleviate symptoms of anxiety and depression, enhance mood, boosts self-esteem, and increase feelings of happiness. Nature provides a respite from the demands and pressures of daily life. I have like three books on forest bathing, but they talk about the doctor in Japan that was doing these kind of studies with uh, volunteers where they would spend X amount of time in the woods, and then he would check on them to see how they're doing with some of the symptoms. And we learned that I want to say like a weekend immersed in nature can continue to have those beneficial effects 30 days after that exposure. I mean, I know personally, uh, getting outdoors uh, you know, spending time in nature and even just thinking back to the times when I would just go exercise outdoors. Um, I know that would make me feel better. I'd have enhanced positive feelings, uh, you know, just feel more positive. I can see then how it can reduce anxiety and depression certainly was enhancing my mood. So we have this goal of hopefully trying to get out in nature once a month, sort of like camping. I don't know how realistic it is, but that is our goal to try to, you know, adjust our lives to be able to do that Um, because we love spending time in our van. You don't have to have a van to spend time in nature, but this is what we do to make it even easier and more convenient because we can also cook healthier meals in our van. All right. Number three, enhance physical health. So engaging in outdoor activities in nature encourages physical activity, which is essential for overall health. Whether it's hiking, biking, or simply walking in a park, these activities improve cardiovascular fitness, strengthen muscle, and support weight management. The natural environment also offers cleaner air and increased exposure to sunlight, which is, of course, something that we want, vitamin D. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even have anything else to say because I've been already speaking about all that stuff. Right. Uh, So let's talk about this weekend. I I briefly mentioned how we have these activities planned. We have a hiking and a kayaking, hopefully a nice group walk. I think there's various ways that you can enjoy the outdoors. And so, you know, you can be as simple as, uh, you know, a nice slow stroll or you can do a power walk or uh, or you can go hiking with a backpack and, and, uh, you know, on trails, which may be a little bit more difficult. So I think there's various different ways and each one does, uh, kind of reward you, uh, in, in different distinct ways too. That's a good point that you made. And as a matter of fact, this reminds me of an article that I was recently reading put out by the blue zones um, project. And it was an article about an individual with cancer who had previously had a history of hiking. Um, but the serious type hiking where you're elevated and you're trying to reach some 
summits and all of this. So, and this person became sort of disabled because of treatments. Um, and so instead she had to trek a more flat trail and she realized that when she had been doing more of this endurance hiking, she was missing out on the beauty of nature because she was so focused on reaching this goal. Suddenly, when she's physically limited and not as able, doesn't have a lot of strength, now she's enjoying more of that straight, I don't know how you call it, like a flat hike. Um, and so the, the reason we're even talking about this is we want to encourage you to get out and not always focus on the idea that, you know, you have to be young and strong and you have to hike for 20 miles. We just want to encourage you to get out and, in, and, and really spend time in nature at your level. Yeah. Take time to smell the roses. So, yeah, I, you know, even when I'm hiking, I try not to be so focused on just the hike and the physical activity of it, but also enjoy your surroundings. You know, keep your eyes open, look around. Mm-hmm. I enjoy looking for different flora and fauna, different plants, different flowers, trying to spot different animals. Uh, all that stuff is a lot of fun. So, <laughs> and I'm I'm sort of laughing because <laughs> talking about spotting animals. I remember when we did that Cap Rock hike. We did I think it was five or six miles, and the whole time we were wondering, are we going to see bison? And then towards the very end of our hike, we see four bison right there in between us and our van. Yeah, we were tired. You know, we were just really looking forward to getting back to the van so we can get back to our campsite. And we literally had to stop and keep our distance and wait for them. They just, they weren't in any hurry either. I wonder if they were just kind of keeping an eye on us. Uh, and uh, But uh, it's pretty funny in retrospect. Yeah. yeah. Especially be careful what you wish for, because by the time that I was actually able to see these magnificent creatures, I was actually scared. (laughs) They were big. Huge. And now, you know, they say that they typically don't attack people and as people are harassing them. The ones where we see those videos on YouTube where they've been, I mean, people going up right up to them. I mean, we were we were scared to get within 100 yards of them. I mean, and so but in the Texas state parks. You're not supposed to get within 50 yards of any bison. And if there's babies, mm-hmm. then you have to be 100 yards away. Number four, increase creativity and focus. And we've sort of talked a little bit about this. Nature stimulates creativity and enhances cognitive function. I wonder if it's the fresh air. Spending time in natural settings can boost problem-solving skills, spark innovative thinking, and improve attention and concentration. It provides a mental reset helping individuals return to their task with greater clarity and creativity. Now, earlier when I was talking about Nature Fix, you know, we we mentioned great thinkers like Nikola Tesla, uh, inventors and people that drew inspiration from nature. And I did ask you, does that happen to you? Because it happens to me often that for some reason, even though I'm not thinking about work, or ideas for anything, podcast, social media, whatever it may be, the ideas start to flow when I'm in nature. Yeah. Or for me, taking these breaks, whether it be on a daily basis where you're just going for a walk or maybe a longer break where you're going on vacation, whether it's a beach vacation or uh, what we like to do, either something in our van or a camping vacation or going to the sailboat and being on the water. All those things help me kind of just relax Uh, And then being able to better focus uh, when I come back. 
Absolutely. All right, number five, connection and well-being. Nature fosters a sense of connection to the environment, to others, and to oneself. It promotes mindfulness and encourages people to be present in the moment. Nature also cultivates a greater sense of gratitude and appreciation for the world around us, which contributes to overall well-being. You know, when you're inside, you're just like inside four walls, and there's nothing exciting about it, nothing fantastic about it, but you get outdoors in nature and you're experiencing mother nature, you know, mm -hmm. and, and uh, uh, whether it's the, uh, you know, mountains or, you know, the, the hills or the forests or all this grandioseness, the, the, the water, the ocean and stuff like that, all that really helps me, uh, you know, connect uh, and have a, a, a sense of for something greater than us, Yeah, you know, and then so it's for me, it's very, uh, but it also is very you know, makes me be in the moment. Like mm -hmm. I said, I take time to smell the roses and then it's very Zen-like for me. It's very calming. It's very meditative. This is very interesting. Even when we are indoors, we're yearning for outdoors and we, and we do that through videos. Yeah. I watch a lot of YouTube videos for all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how amazing is that, that if we just went say to White Rock and rented a kayak, we would probably have even a greater feeling than watching it by video. But we naturally, at least us, we naturally enjoy those videos. And I recently discovered a documentary that I want to share with all of you a, a little bit later, but it's a story of, there are many great stories of people that have completed the Camino Santiago de Compostela, that pilgrimage in uh, north of Spain. And there's a story I want to share with all of you. But the, the main point of this is that watching films like that actually inspire me because they are in nature and their stories of perseverance and endurance. So, all right, friends, now you might be listening to us and you might say, OK, yeah, that sounds fine and whatever. But how do I even do it? I live in Dallas. <laughs> For example, we live in Dallas. We live in a very busy city. I, I plan my life around the traffic here. Uh, that's how congested it is. So we want to give you a list of things that you, you know, that hopefully can help you to get started in terms of spending time in nature. Number one, schedule nature time. So treat time in nature as a non-negotiable part of your weekly routine. Just like you schedule work meetings uh, and appointments, schedule outdoor activities or nature walks into your calendar. This ensures that you set aside dedicated time for nature regularly. This sort of reminds me of the fact that, you know, I, I talked about how I grew up. We used to spend a lot of time at the park, uh, which is why I love to picnic. Uh, you and I like spending time on our hammock in between trees whenever possible, which reminds me we got to take hammocks for this weekend. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, you can have a date with your significant other or your family on the weekends. I mean, when the pandemic happened and the world shut down, we spent a lot of time at our nearby lake and park picnicking and enjoying it with our hammocks. Number two. Start small. So if you're new to spending time in nature, begin with short outings. You know, even a 15-minute walk in a nearby park during your lunch break can make a difference and gradually increase the duration of your outdoor activities as you become more comfortable. Now, this makes me think of the times when I was younger. And, um, you know, I grew up with a lot of issues in my family. But one of the things I would do when we, you know, we lived in a house is I would just go for a walk and I would spend time 
at a park near my house. And that is how I was able to sort of process some of the anxiety and frustration that I was feeling. But it's a good way to kind of disconnect from the chaos that you might be experiencing at work or at home. Uh, And if you are at work and you have sort of a park or place to walk, you know, I recommend taking your shoes off because that way you can ground by connecting with the earth um, and, you know, just feel the, the, uh, the grass underneath your feet. That's very soothing as well. Find nature nearby. So look for natural settings close to where you live or work like urban parks, green spaces, and even botanical gardens can provide a quick escape to nature without the need for extensive travel. And, you know, uh, Riz said I love botanical gardens. Those are uh, some of my favorite things, um, places to visit. You can even have a membership so that you're not spending so much money. Also, some of these places have discounted days. Uh, You just have to look for that. Incorporate nature into daily routines. So find ways to integrate nature into your daily life. For example, instead of eating lunch at your desk, have a picnic in a nearby park or use your commute time to listen to nature sounds or podcasts about nature and well-being. I usually say that when I'm struggling to sleep, I use the Calm app. And the Calm app has a lot of nature sounds. So um, the app can either help you take a restorative break during the day or you can listen to sounds of nature as you're trying to sleep or to fall back asleep. Sometimes when I'm here during the day and I'm very busy, but I'm cooking as well, I'll play something nature, some nature sounds for myself and my dog. And that sort of calms him as well. Involve friends and family. So encourage your, your loved ones to join in outdoor adventures. Spending time in nature can be shared It's also a bonding experience and often more enjoyable when you have company. And, you know, this weekend that we're going camping actually evolved that way. So I wanted to camp with Riz. And then I said, what do you think about us inviting other people? Because I know we enjoy it. So why not share something that we enjoy with other community members? And that's how we got all of this started. Yeah, for me, I like uh, I like, you know, kind of a mix of both. Um, sometimes I like to do things on my own, you know, kind of where I have my own quiet time or, you know, uh, and it's very personal. And then other times that I like to, uh, share and in- invite other people. So, you know, you can do, you can have it all. That's right. I'm also an introvert. We're both introverts. So we th- require a lot of <laughs> quiet time and personal time. And then we also enjoy other people. And when I first got started in even doing meditative walks, spending time in nature long ago before podcasts existed, I would play walking meditation recordings, and you can probably download them from YouTube and other places like that. But it's a guided meditation towards spending time in nature that helps you become aware of your surroundings and even tells you like how to take your steps so that you're, you know, more connected to nature. Um, Okay, so unplug and disconnect. So when you're in nature, make an effort to disconnect from digital devices, leave your phone in your bag or turn on um, airplane mode to fully immerse yourself in the natural environment and reduce distractions. This one's always going to be tricky when you enjoy watching content on social media, or you know, you have responsibilities associated with family or work. Practice mindfulness. While in nature, practice mindfulness by focusing on your surroundings, taking deep breaths, and truly experiencing the sights, sounds, and smells around you. And this enhances the therapeutic benefits of your outdoor time. Other things that you can do, and you're going to find these in 
places like meetup.com, you can join other groups, enthusiasts, people that love nature just like you do, or that are just as curious. So we have a walk group on meetup. And so you know that we are part of walk with the doc, but we we advertise it on meetup.com. But there are other groups, you know, hiking groups and cycling groups and other places, you know, people travel together to nature. And so there are many ways that you can find someone that will accompany you in in your love for nature. So consider joining, you know, local nature or hiking clubs. And all of these can provide a sense of community and offer opportunities to explore new outdoor spaces with like minded individuals. And then finally, just make it a habit. The key to reaping the benefits of nature is consistency. Uh, So treat spending time in nature as a habit that you want to cultivate. Over time, it will become a natural part of your lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to think of it as a a way of taking care of yourself uh, and make it an important part of your overall health. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you've got, you know, if you ignore it, you're not going to be any better for it. So you really have to pay attention to your own needs as well. Yes. You know, Shinri Yoku uh, also encourages you to bring nature into your home. So if you can't get out, maybe in your home have plants and flowers, well, mainly plants that that are easy to maintain, that can help you feel connected to the outside world. Uh, And then, you know, even stepping outside, I, uh, for me, I don't have a problem being barefoot as long as, you know, like i the other day I was trying to convince my mother to spend time in nature and all she could think about is what she can step, what if she steps on something that cuts her or hurts her? Um, because that's how people think of nature. Uh, for me, it's all safe and beautiful. Uh, that's my mentality when it comes to nature. But yeah, you know, you got to find a place that's appropriate and safe for you that you will enjoy visiting over and over again. Anything else you'd like to say about this topic? Well, that's interesting you talk about the plants and stuff like that. I remember when I was a single guy in medical school uh, and I lived in a small two-bedroom place, um, I had nearly 40 different plants. Wow. Yeah, and that was actually kind of one of my hobbies, and but I really enjoyed it, uh, taking care of them, nurturing them, uh, you know, uh, watering them, uh, you know, just trying to create healthy plants. And But so my apartment looked like a, a lush jungle. Mm. And uh, so I really enjoyed that kind of having all that greenery inside my space and oh. uh, and uh, just both both enjoying it and having it there and taking care of it. Oh, I know that that's one thing that we that we try to do together. And where our patio is, I've had I've lost plants that way, either from a freeze when we traveled or now the heat. It's very hard for me, but I I'd have what is easy for me are ivies. And I have one crawling up the kitchen wall right now. So that's pretty easy to maintain. And also the other ones like cacti or what are the other ones? That succulents. You, succulents are so easy to maintain. Having something like that, even in your office space near your computer, just something that you can look at that you know comes from nature is so beautiful and soothing. Uh, even the sound of like a little waterfall, the sound of water is also very soothing. And, uh, and so I'm going to put a link to recommend other books if you're interested in just starting to learn about the benefits of nature. Uh, definitely check out, like I said, the book that I'm starting to read right now called The Nature Fix. If you haven't seen the docuseries on longevity by Dan Butner, I'm going to put a link also in the show notes so that you can check that out. Um, we are so excited about this trip that we're taking this weekend. Uh, we're going in our van. 
So now the next thing for me this week is meal planning. I'll share with all of you what I did for two and a half days or so of camping. And um, I plan on taking photos, hopefully some videos that I can share on social media so that you can see how we are able to share our love for nature with other people who also enjoy nature. All right, friends, it's been so much fun talking to you about nature. Have a wonderful week and look out for my upcoming uh, interview on Wednesday. Remember that I always have an interview on Wednesday. Until next time, thank you for listening. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this content, please share with one friend who can benefit You can also leave us a five-star review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. As always, thank you for being a listener.